Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It is indeed game day. Happy game day to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy SEC Tournament Day. Kentucky Invitational starts this evening, and Kentucky Roll Call has two hours to talk all about it. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It is March Madness for the Cats, the day has finally arrived, and Roush, the mystery of it all is what makes it so exciting. Is it a big run? Is it going to be three games in 42 hours, 43 hours, however long it is? It could be four games in six days, potentially, if UK plays on Thursday in the SEC or in the NCAA tournament, excuse me. We'll find out on Selection Sunday. Or could it be one game? In seven days, possibly Kentucky won't play again till Friday in the NCAA tournament. And if they lose to Vandy tonight, it's going to be a, a long week waiting for that game to, to take place. But the mystery of it all, it's about to unfold. We're about to find out. It's the best time of the year. It's a Friday, no less. How you doing, my radio partner? Um. I'm excited. I'm happy. I um, did something that I haven't done all year, and I clipped in for the conference tournaments. Um, so that was – I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I, you know, you just kind of get in the zone. Uh, the, and there were – it was right at the crescendo of the 7 o'clock games. So got to see the fun Arkansas-Auburn finale. Watched DePaul almost upset Xavier. So it was a fun little back-to-back where – you're just sitting there pedaling it out, and I woke up feel pretty good right now. I haven't worked out in a long time, so I'm I'm excited. I I when the 9:30 tip off time initially came out, I was I don't want to say excited, but I was like, yeah, okay, let's let's do this. You know, kids will be in bed. Um, this will this will be fun. I'll get the full day to enjoy watching all the other games, uh, but. Now I've run into the problem where game day is here, and I don't I don't want to wait anymore. I, I'm I, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the cats to to get into action, and it looks like TJ that we're gonna have most of the cats re- available to play too. So it makes me even more excited 
for this potential SEC tournament run. We'll talk about the injuries. We'll talk about the health of the Cats. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Kentucky takes on Vanderbilt in best of three game tonight. Scoots, I heard I got in a little late on the conversation. You have a headache from being hungover from last night. Is that what's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm hungover because I didn't. I don't feel like I drank any more last night than I typically do, and I don't normally get headaches. That's what I was telling Roush. I get about three or four headaches a year, but man, I woke up this morning and my head was freaking pounding, and it still is. So. I've got about 14 hours for this to wear off and then for the Tylenol to kick in so I can be ready for the Hoosiers and the Cats. Dude, are the Hoosiers a, a late-night tip as yeah, well? Yeah, I think the exact same time. So it's going to be a little two-TV setup at the Scoots Casa tonight. Ooh. Man, pounding headaches, they're, they're right up there is one of the worst. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Maybe I should have drank more water yesterday. That probably could have helped. I'm scared to ask this question, but have you taken Advil or Tylenol or anything? I took Tylenol, yes. Yeah, woo Which is also weird sure for me. I never woo-hoo. take medicine, so weird morning. I'm sure you're, you've are you drank a lot of water, too, to help yourself get hydrated. Uh, I have a huge bottle of water beside me that is missing about three inches from the top, so no wow. is the answer. Well, you know what? That that's I thought that you would be drinking like Big Red or something. So this is at least you've got the water. I've, I've got for you, Scoots. Only water this morning. Yes, big day. Weird morning. Well, you're taking care of business. It sounds like, and <laughs> that head won't be aching much longer. I did make sure. I did make a rejoin for today, so that's fun. This morning. Oh, okay. That's I got something to look forward to. For for some uh, reason, I got up at like I don't know, like six ten. And normally I'll like just dilly dally around the house, get ready for the day or whatever. Well, today I like I put some clothes on and I came right here. I got here like six thirty today. I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" So I made a drive. It was that headache. You just couldn't. Ex- it was the headache. You couldn't escape it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. I, I was uh, for some reason my Firefox wanted to restart and re-update and reinstall this morning to a newer Firefox, uh, which is mm. fine, I guess. It didn't take that long. I didn't have an issue with it. But the bigger issue, Roush, was entire history just completely wiped out. So that's annoying. So having to re-log in back to everything. Oh, no. Did it save passwords or anything? No. So, oh, God, that's even worse. I'm- Yikes. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly a Google Chromer, but I still have the Safari handy for all of the passwords that I've accumulated over the years. Um, it's just, it's, it's probably, it's thir- at least 13 years of passwords, I think, on my kind of Apple history. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine if that, ooh, that, that would be tough. That would be really tough. And then it was like, hey, log into your Firefox account. I was like, ah, okay. Here's here's the solution. I'll log in and then I'll have everything saved. And I logged in um, to my account, but still nothing nothing oh, saved, unfortunately. No, that's so tough. yeah, it's it's not the end of the world. Just a minor annoyance, but yes, it's uh, that's what I was dealing with this this morning, and we'll be dealing with throughout the the day, I'm sure, as I have to dig deep and try to find passwords that I probably haven't put in to my computer in years. But uh, yesterday was just a, a beautiful day of basketball, really from like 11.30, I think, is when the first game started, maybe even 11, uh, throughout the game, even before. I, I 
dozed off around like 9.30, which was kind of embarrassing, or 9.15, and then woke back up around 11.15, watched the end of the late games, and then the game's still tipping off, Roush, that late oh, in the man. evening at like 11.45. I was like, ah, can't do these. Maybe back back in the heyday I, I would, but not anymore. And then one of them ended up being a really good game. Arizona State upset USC, most likely punched their ticket into the NCAA tournament. Good I did for Bobby not Hurley. Say- I did not stay up late for that one. I did stay up and see the conclusion of Vanderbilt versus LSU. We know Kentucky's opponent. All three of us predicted it correctly yesterday. The Cats will get round three against the Commodores. And as Roush alluded to, could be a healthy Kentucky team. We've gotten video evidence of all three injured Wildcats doing something at a practice or a walk around or a shoot around, even severe Wheeler in the background of a picture. And then we got confirmation last evening from for from assistant Orlando Antigua, who said that both Kaysen and CJ practiced, didn't mention Wheeler, but did say they both practiced and they'll just have to see today. And a little bit of a strange quote from Antigua saying, if Cason Wallace can go, then he's got to go, which I thought was a little interesting, Roush, if nothing else. I didn't hear, I didn't actually, I read the quote, I didn't actually hear it. So maybe it, it comes off different from an audio platform than it does just reading. But to me, it almost sounded like Orlando Antigua saying, yeah, Cason, if you're, if you're cleared to play, you get your butt out there on the court and you play. Uh, but I wouldn't expect Kaysen needing an extra boost of, hey, get out there and be tough. He has played through a million different things all season. But it does sound like there's a good chance we'll see we'll, we'll see a couple guys tonight that we haven't uh, had. Well, CJ's been giving it his all, but he's he's been hurt, he's been injured, and I'm sure that probably hasn't totally changed for him. But could see Kaysen Wallace tonight. I doubt we see Severe Wheeler. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would be doubting that as well. But it, I did appreciate that Kentucky wasn't trying to really jump through hoops to hide Kaysen because we did get our first peek of him in, uh, you know, one of those social media posts, right, where you're just like, oh, I see a 22 there. He's he's going to get his swag pack, which is that – that's a newer development, right? The SEC tournament kind of gift set. It's got to be. I, I don't. I don't remember that always. Being I think they. I think they've done that for a, at least a few years, if not more. I, I bet they've been doing something similar like that for a while. I would think we probably haven't seen it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And that that was when we got our first hint, or it wasn't even our first hint at it, because Kyle Tucker and Jack Pilgrim both had stuff saying, you know, it's looking looking pretty optimistic earlier on in the week, uh, but the fact that there the day the night before right at about midnight when we're doing the the zoom with the coaches Antigua's said they 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 each practice so they should be ready to go makes you feel a lot warmer and fuzzier inside entering this game against Vanderbilt uh in the the SEC tournament nightcap yeah and We'll see. If you remember the senior night loss to Vanderbilt, which I'm sure you probably did not forget, uh, just not that long ago, uh, Casey Wallace got injured early in that game. Kentucky had to battle without him, and CJ did play, but obviously was 
was probably more injured, more hurt than than he is now. You would assume over time, hopefully he's getting better, although I guess maybe not a total safe guarantee. Could could be getting worse, but uh, Kentucky was banged up. And Vanderbilt lost Liam Robbins in that game, but they're probably a little bit more used to playing without him than Kentucky is without playing with, with Case and Wallace. And it actually allowed Vanderbilt to do some interesting things that almost maybe flatters their roster makeup because they have a lot of guys that can spread the floor, a lot of guys that can take people off the dribble. So when they don't really have a true big, and sometimes they'll play the Menorah Brown guys, sometimes they won't. But if they don't have a true big, then that's going to open up everything for all their penetrators and people that can put it on the floor. So it's allowed them to play a little bit differently without Robbins. And it's a a challenge for Kentucky. It was at Rupp Arena. They, they took a long time to adjust. Kentucky was eventually able to take the lead in that game, uh, although then promptly gave it right back up and was unable to, to get a stop, unfortunately. But I'm expecting a lot of offense tonight. I think there should be a lot of points, whether Kaysen plays, whether he plays and he's 80%, whether he plays and he's 100%, or if he doesn't play at all. That was also Kentucky kind of having to learn right on the fly hey, we, we do not have a point guard. We don't have a Case in Wallace. We do not have a severe wheeler. What are we going to do against this Vanderbilt team that's desperate for a win? What are we going to do here? They couldn't figure it out in time. Or maybe they could and just ran out of time or couldn't get enough stops because the offense eventually started to, to play well in that game against Vanderbilt. But against Arkansas, they really figured it out, Roush. And it looked pretty. It looked like a fun offense. They were able to do a lot of things against some length that really bothered them in that Arkansas team earlier in the season. So now Kentucky, I think, has a better idea of how to play without Wallace against this Vanderbilt team. And you do that, and you get Wallace back. So boom, right back to maybe how you were playing. But this should be a benefit. Now, this is unfortunately the time you, you maybe would rather this happen two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, where everybody can learn from this. And this is a similar situation to what we had last year, and this did not end up being the case. But you should be able to have Reeves play with the ball in his hands a little bit more, Be know that he can be that creator that he was at Illinois State, and he can do it at this level in the SEC and high major college basketball. And guess what? Cason Wallace can play off the ball because – when Wheeler was healthy, that's when we saw Wallace shooting his best percentages, leading the team for a brief time in three-point percentage on Kentucky, and looking like a really, really good outside shooter. Now, he hasn't had that same level of percentage since he's had to play on the ball, and Wheeler's been out, and he's been the facilitator. He's had some great assist games. He's still, I think, Kentucky's best defender. I don't think it. I know it. And he's he has had some solid scoring games. Just his shooting hasn't been as good having to play on the ball. So, Roush, you think even if Wallace, if Wallace does play tonight, like I think we are expecting, although I'm not 100% certain on it, but I, if I had to guess, I'd put it above 50% that he plays. So I think he's probably going to play. But you should be able to do some different things that you've really never done before where, hey, Reeves, you, you run point here, Wallace, you play off onto the wing. Let's make it a little bit more complicated on these defenses for where they have to guard, what they're used to. Let's make them do some different things. And maybe Wallace can find his shooting form again. And most importantly, rest a little bit because you get a little bit more rest when you can chill out on the wing over there now Kentucky's always running dudes off screens and it's not like you just get to put your hands on your knees and take a nice 25 second siesta but it is a little bit less taxing than having somebody dogging you up the court 
for 35, 40 feet. So I am excited to see what it's going to look like. Last year, we said something similar where everybody was kind of hurt at different times. But you know what? It should mean that they should be ready to rock and roll come March. In that instance, a lot of people never really fully healed. Roles were different. People weren't totally happy with their new roles. And it seemed like there was a little bit of confusion uh, with everything. So it didn't work last year. But Roush, maybe this year, Reeves having to play a little point guard will be beneficial in the long run. I'm 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 hoping that's the case, but and and typically that's what I would talk myself into. Last year, though, just has me feeling slightly snake bit. Um, al- although the circumstances are much different now, whereas last year, w- w- the 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 kerfuffle, if you will, when there wasn't really a kerfuffle or any sort of melee or anything like that, but the the sort of adversity, if you will. Um, the, the animosity that might have been budding on the bench between some of these guys. Uh, the roles were pre-established prior to injuries. They just got another taste of them. Last year, injuries kind of changed the roles of the team and how things could function. And getting back to you know a new status quo, I think that was the, the trouble. I think everybody kind of knows how they function on this team, where they're at their best. Um, you're just more comfortable if Kaysom Wallace gets into foul trouble now, right? Because you you know that Jacob Toppin can handle the ball um, out on the perimeter, can help set the offense to where uh, in that Vanderbilt game, I think that was the, the biggest thing, TJ, is that having to figure things out on the fly, Reeves took a ton of shots. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he was 3 of 17 in that game where he's not used to creating his own shots for himself off the dribble. Usually he's getting shots, and being a scorer first off the ball. And and, and so that Arkansas game, he, he clearly found a way to to do a little bit of both, right, to find that right balance. Whereas I think in that Vanderbilt game, when they were just kind of figuring it out on the fly, they didn't even have a halftime to sit down and adjust, right? And Wallace got hurt, you know, just a couple minutes into that second half. So there wasn't a ton of time for everybody to kind of figure out the best way to perform this offense without Kaysen in the game. Uh, and now, now the roles are more clearly defined to where I, I'm, I'm not as worried about how they, they can adjust if somebody goes down, if somebody's in foul trouble. We've pretty much seen every different version of this Kentucky team that we've had to because there's been so many different injuries. I want to say maybe only 15 of their regular season games they were actually at full strength, if that. Um, so it, uh, I'm fired up. I'm excited. And even if Wallace is uh, – like I, I think that Arkansas game proved, too, that you don't have to play Case in 38 minutes, that you, 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 he can get some breathers, and the offense can still function, albeit in a different capacity, with him on the sideline for a few minutes at a time. Yeah, I, I like I like that, and I, I remember talking about that on the Thursday morning following the loss to Vanderbilt. And it didn't matter. It didn't make us feel any better. But we did talk about how UK didn't shoot above. They hardly, they shot 32.2% from the field in a game. That's a horrible, horrible number. We talked about some people that had been really reliable for Kentucky just being bad. Jacob Toppin, one of seven. How consistent and reliable has he been as of late? He was not good in, in that game. Uh, Oscar was solid. He he did he did the, you got a good Oscar game. 
Now you do you are going to give up some stuff defensively though with Oscar, and that's just I don't know how Kentucky's going to want to play that offensively. Yes, they they're they're going to have a tough time guarding him. They'll probably do a little bit of the uh, not not the Georgia home game where they play him one on one, but if you remember in that stretch. The following game, who was it? Was it A&M that they played? And A&M just double, triple, did everything. So they're probably you're probably going to see more of that on Oscar tonight where you're going to have people swarm him. And what do I always say when, when we, we go down this avenue of basketball X's and O's? Probably means you're going to get a lot of open shots. And Roushy alluded to it. They were terrible shooting um, against against Vanderbilt in the second game, the one at Rupp Arena. Much better in the one in Nashville on Vanderbilt's home gym. But yeah, Wallace, before he got injured, he was 2 of 7. Frederick, 2 of 7. Livingston, 3 of 7. He couldn't really get it going. And as we, 4 of 17 for Reeves. 4 of 17. And Stackhouse talked about that last night. He said... Yeah, yeah, he didn't shoot well against us, and he really, really played well against Arkansas. But I think we know what we got to do. So they probably think they've got a little, a little something for Antonio Reeves. And Kentucky lost that game by two, mind you, with all those terrible shooting numbers, only hitting three threes on the game, uh, no player hitting more than one individually. So it was just kind of spread across the board, a few different guys being able to make one. Kentucky lost by two. They lost yeah. by two. And had a chance to win, too. Had a good look there at the end. Well, then they got up. They were up two yeah. with, what, about a minute left. Vanderbilt came down, tied it. UK got nothing on their possession. Vanderbilt came down and won it. And uh, UK's going to have a tough time guarding guarding these guys. Lawrence really is a matchup problem for, for UK with his size or lack thereof. He's very short, tough to guard. Uh, and then Wright, obviously, is – is a handful, and he's yeah. the, this Vanderbilt team's one of the hottest teams in the country. Yeah, like, let, that, <laughs> let that let that sink in, and that's who Kentucky ha- has tonight. Which uh, I do think, Roush, looking at the way the second round of the SEC tournament went yesterday, I think you can make a strong case that the eight best SEC teams are in the quarterfinals. Maybe you put Auburn above Mississippi State. Maybe I'm not really high on Auburn. I think they kind of stink. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you probably have the eight best teams, and Kentucky's playing the hottest one of them, the hottest. And really the second hottest is probably Kentucky, maybe Texas A&M, those three. Uh, but you're, you're, getting a, you're, getting a tough oppo- you're getting a tough matchup for a Friday night in the SEC. I don't know if I'd say it's UK's toughest. I don't think it's the most talented Friday night matchup that they've gone up against. But it's, it's definitely the hottest team they've played. A win tonight, I think, would almost certainly lock Vanderbilt into the tournament. Some people are saying they have to make it to Sunday. I don't think that's totally true. I think with their record and what they've done as of late, I know the NCAA says they don't look at the last 10 games, that they do it as a whole sample size, whatever. But I think, if, I, I think they're going to be in with a win tonight. So you've really got to bring it. And I don't think the good news is I don't think UK is going to shoot as poorly as they did. Um, in the loss to Vanderbilt, but they're probably also not going to shoot 22 more free throws than Vanderbilt tonight because that was the case at Rupp Arena. They lived at the line. Unfortunately, they missed 10 of them, so there's your ball game right there. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit more consistent from the free throw line, but you ain't going to shoot 22 more free throws tonight against Vanderbilt. So you got to be better shooting. You got to make more shots from the floor, and I feel pretty solid that you're not going to have Reeves go four of seventeen. Which what's that percentage there, Scoots? Four seventeen. 
Uh, 23%, 22%. Yeah. Good job. Way to wow. go. That's, Way to go, feller. That, that was Man. an easy, that was an easy one Four a fourth of 16 is four. So that's 25%. So just go a little less than that. 23.5. We'll round it up to 24% for our buddy Antonio Threves, but he'll, he'll be, I, I, I would think I would hope if he's not better than 24% from the floor tonight, you know what? I bet Kentucky probably loses. Uh, this is a game they can lose. So he'll have to be better. Everybody will need to be a little bit better with the exception of maybe Oscar, but he can be better defensively. Be better defensively, Oscar. There, boom. Everybody be a little bit better tonight. Cats are going to get the win. Rash, I, I don't know. Like, I go back and forth with this team on how excited I am for this SEC tournament run. I think naturally I'm a little snake-bitten with this team where, like, if you're going to get excited about something, you're a fool. You're a fool if you're going to get overly excited with something with this team. Maybe you could end up being right. Maybe it ends up working out in your favor. But I think you're setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment if you're going to get over the moon excited. Except when it comes to the SEC tournament, that's what UK fans do, Roush. We get over the moon excited. We think that we're every year it's our, our invitational. It's three games. You're playing on Sunday. And that hasn't happened since 2018, which is an incredibly long stretch for UK basketball. But there's a sense of entitlement when it comes to the SEC tournament and UK fans. And I just, I don't know. There's, I'm like battling myself on one shoulder. It's like, let your hair down. It's SEC tournament week. The Caps are going to rock and roll. You know it. We know it. Buy in. And then I'm like, but no, you've watched this team this year. You've watched them. And every time you've gotten the little teeniest bit excited, they've come and let you down. And then once you're down on them, they come and they win you back. It's a real Jekyll and Hyde group. And I could see them cutting down the nets on Sunday, Roush. I could see them losing in somewhat embarrassing fashion tonight. I don't know if I can ever remember an SEC tournament where I have no clue what's going to happen in the Calipari era. There's been ones where I've known that UK's got no chance in, and there's been ones where I've totally been expecting a championship and anything less would be a major disappointment. I have no idea how this story goes this weekend. I have no idea what we talk about on Monday uh, when it all when it all plays out. Yeah, and the, the biggest difference, and you kind of alluded to it, in this SEC tournament versus the ones that Kentucky dominated in the Cal era which there was a there was a four year streak between fifteen and eighteen. They won it, of course, in Cal's uh, first. Year. Did Brandon Knight's team win it? So they would have won the first two SEC tournaments, I think, with Cal. Yes, they, they, they did. Remember, either Duran Lamb or Darius Miller got was uh, had a bum ankle in the championship game, but they played through it to a nice victory. But they who could forget in those early years and those runs? It, I mean. All eight teams might be making the NCAA tournament that are playing today, right? Mississippi State was uh, an 11 seed in Lenardi's bracketology yesterday, uh, and then they just got a win. They're not going to get punished for it, for today's Alabama game, and could even get rewarded with a win to solidify their their bubble chances. And Vanderbilt, uh, they're they're right there on the fringe as well. Th- this could be the most competitive complete day of SEC tournament action of the Calipari era. I, I can't – I don't even know how far you'd have to go back before then because I can't even remember the depth of the league in years prior to that. I just remember enjoying good old JP sports. Uh, TV's getting rolled in, you know, in grade school back in the day, right? So I, 
I, I probably think a little bit fonder of that SEC back then because it got me out of, uh, you know, doing some classwork there for a little bit. But this is as talented as, it, as it's been, so it does make it more difficult to predict. However, if you're telling me you got a revenge game against a Vanderbilt team that's – you're, you're still going to have the home court advantage down there with the fans, and then you get to play A&M. And I, I know you, they are both hot teams, but I do like at least the way Kentucky – and theory matches up with both of these. They, they don't have a ton of guards that beat you off the dribble. Wright can be an exception because he is a mismatch against Livingston. But uh, I do, I do like, to your point, TJ, I, I, I can find myself talking myself into uh, us talking about an SEC title on Monday. But, you know, as this team has been, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the only game we get to watch of Kentucky's all weekend. <laughs> and I hope not, but yeah, you're right. And Roush, we always do the. I'll, you know this about me. I always do the St. Patrick's Day parade. One of my favorite days in Louisville of the year. Weather's looking okay. Could be worse. Could be better for tomorrow. But like I. I, it used to just be like a foregone conclusion if UK was in the top half of the bracket. All right, St. Patrick's Day Saturday. And I know St. Patrick's Day is in a week, but Louisville does their big parade ceremony and whatnot tomorrow because that way businesses get two St. Patrick's Days. Ha-ha. Uh, genius, genius business idea. And also St. Patrick's Day doesn't, doesn't always fall on a weekend where the second Saturday is always the second Saturday. Anyways, but we if Kentucky was in the top half of the bracket, all right, hey, one o'clock that we're all gonna that's when we're all gonna meet up. We'll watch the Cats game. We'll probably meet up a little bit before one, blah, blah, blah. When it when Kentucky's in the bottom half of the bracket, all right, the game's gonna be around three thirty. We'll probably meet up a little bit later in the day, but we'll you know, around three thirty, that's when we'll watch the game together at the St. Patrick's Day parade, blah, blah, blah. Because it goes on all day. And tomorrow we're a little, eh. <laughs> because if, if Kentucky doesn't win tonight, we're all probably going to want to go a little bit earlier, Roush. We're older. We can't stay out as late as, mu as much. A lot of folks have kids. We may go a little bit earlier. If Kentucky does win and they're in that 330 spot in the SEC semifinals, which I will give our predictions later in the show, then we may go a little bit later. So it's making it a little tough on us and our planning uh, we'll normally also do stuff for the SEC championship game on Sunday, but with this group and this team, you can't plan that far ahead. But I am optimistic, and and I hope uh, I hope they they surprise a lot of folks this weekend, including a lot of Kentucky fans. Roush, you had mentioned early days, our childhood. What's an adult? And I'll maybe you can use the commercial break here to think about it. But and this goes for you too, Scoots. I don't know if you did this in East Pekin or not, but I would imagine probably so. What's the adult equivalent feeling to seeing that TV on the cart with the two straps on it rolled into your room during conference tournament week or NCAA tournament week where you knew the teacher was cool, you were about ready to not do any work, and you were about ready to watch some hoops during a school day What's the adult equivalent to that feeling? Because I don't think anything really topped it as a kid. When you were in like sixth grade and you saw that TV get rolled in, you knew it was about to be uh, basketball city. Is there anything like it as an adult? <laughs> I'm not so I sure. Have, I think I have one, but it isn't. It's a much. It shows the change in times, and that's uh, that's getting the green light to nap 
during a golf tournament on a Sunday. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's like, a good the one. wife's like, yeah, I'm going to take the kids out to run some errands or I'm going to take them to the park or something. And you know, you've just got an hour to snooze on the couch on a nice spring day. That that's, that's about as close as it gets, I think, to adulthood, but for completely different reasons. Scoops, maybe another one is when your your significant other kind of gives you the look, you know? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> you, you and me both. But you can imagine what it'd be like, though, if you ever did get it. I can imagine, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've got nothing. That's, that's a really tough question. I don't know. I, I'll have to think on it during the break. I think Roush is right though, because there was yeah. like there is a little bit of anticipation with like where you saw the TV coming in and like you'd literally get like jittery inside your body. And when you know that you got the green light to nap, you kinda like get those little jitters, like, oh my gosh, for the next thirty oh, minutes, man. an hour, like it's lights out, baby. The, the only problem is sometimes you get so excited that you can't just pass mm-hmm. out right away. Um, yep. I would also say there's something about if a boss brings in beers to work, it's uh, it's somewhat similar. And we don't get that as much in our line of work. But, you know, when Kenny Klein would walk around in the suites at Papa John's and pass out Miller Lights afterwards, you know, you're just kind of like, ah, this is, this is the goods right here. Uh, I, I would think that if you were in an office on a Friday and, you know, the boss is handing out, you know, brings in some beers at like 2 o'clock, here you go. Here's a sign that you might you might be able to dip out an hour early or something like that. So it's not as relatable to me, but I feel like that's that's p- potentially a case that presents itself elsewhere. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I bet uh, we cannot relate to it, but I bet a lot of folks probably can. Okay, let's take our first break. Want to remind you about our friends at Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com and use promo code Big X twenty five percent. At checkout, perfect for gifts and uh, anything, really. They've got because they've got sunglasses for every occasion, even a gift for yourself, maybe even a practical gift. If you look at screens all day, every day, it ain't good for your eyes. Check out their blue light glasses, great selection there, very stylish. Uh, they've got a great thing going on at Shady Rays. You don't get over 200,000 five star reviews. That's a few more than we've got on the Kentucky Roll Call podcast page. Uh, but you don't get that many without doing some great work. And they're helping feed hungry folks throughout America. And you can help save a little bit of money when you use the promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. Kentucky Roll Call rolls along. And we've got some big news from our friends at Thornton's that you are not going to want to miss. So excited. When we return. Here on KRC on a game day edition. It's conference tournament week, baby. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Number one, Ernest Flow. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm the king on the mic. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Radio. Roush, you watching this Korea versus Japan matchup? Nope, nope. I am learning, though, that uh, Bow Wow remade this song. I did not know. I thought he had the original version. 
Curtis Blow, man. Oh. Curtis Blow. Yeah, get with the times. Come on, Roush. Japan up 6-4 to four in the bottom Ooh. of the six against Korea. This is a big rivalry game between that's, these two countries. That's because they have the best player in the tournament. Who, Japan or Korea? Japan. Yeah, Shohei Otani. Mookie, Mookie, Mookie Betts? I thought he played for USA. No, Shohei Otani. It's mm. interesting. Interesting. Uh, uh, so I won't, I won't bore you with baseball, but I will excite you with something fresh and delicious from Thornton's. Roush, take oh, it away. Man, Southern style biscuits are here, folks. I know Scoots has been a croissant guy, and I've been a burrito guy, but now Thornton's is changing the game with Southern style biscuits on the menu every single morning at your neighborhood Thornton's. It's it's changing the game. It's changing the game. You're going to love the buttery goodness that's going to wake up your taste buds every single morning. Come in and grab a breakfast sandwich right now. Just do yourself a favor and download the Thornton's Frequency Rewards, Refreshing Rewards app before you go because you're going to save some bucks. Um, Man, this is a great time of the year for Thornton's too. You go in, you just get your bag of ice, your beers, uh, maybe a five-hour energy too. Uh, it's, it's just, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm even more excited now that Thornton's has changed the breakfast game with Southern style biscuits every single morning at Thornton's. Yeah. Those biscuits are the best. They're, they're soft, but the top layer, like a little tiny bit burnt. And then the, the, but the softest part is really buttery. So it almost like kind of melts in your mouth a little bit. Uh, it's just, just the best. It's just the absolute best. So kudos to Thornton's. Can't wait to get my hands on the Southern Breakfast Sandwich Biscuit with all the butter. All of the butter. I'm not going to lie. When I, we, had, we had this. When I first read it, I thought they were saying it was Southern-style chicken biscuits, too. That's, that's got, I think that's the next phase. We need, we need Thornton's to try out a chicken biscuit because that – that that's like a a waiter and wife revelation that I didn't have as a kid, and now I'm addicted to them. So we'll, let's get the R and D department uh, working on a chicken biscuit. Thornton's breakfast has already changed the game, but a chicken biscuit, my gosh, would be revolutionary. Yeah, I, I would just only eat Thornton's breakfast for exactly. Now until forever. Exactly. Yep. No, they got the southern style biscuit. I, I think that's you all are going to be really impressed with that. Yeah, especially this uh, with like the sauce. Just a, a good sausage biscuit just goes a long way, um, and they do the double deckers there too, which really just now, damn it, guys, I did it. Now I'm I'm Pavlov over here. I'm his dog, and I'm just drooling over the microphone. It happens. That happens here on Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Exports Radio. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show. From 9 to 11, listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Download them today. Leave us a rating and review. And text on in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Do we want to read some text? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Why not? Okie dokie. A texter a says... Hard point, but yeah. Uh, boo freaking who, Freddie, says one texter. What'd Freddie do? 
think maybe regarding Freddie Maggard, uh, Roush was saying that he doesn't like something yesterday or something. He he essentially said, "Spring practice, let's let's change it because it's not. Uh, we're, there, there's a there's a better way to maximize off season stuff by going to an NFL like um, kind of off season schedule instead of doing the the spring practice sort of bit." Interesting. What do you feel about that take? Yeah, I'm kind of with him because, and they've slowly started to do that with walkthrough type deals leading into fall camp, but 15 practices, uh, I feel like they, they just get bored with it after a while, and Stoops usually cancels a couple of them at the end because it's just more injury opportunities to get injured. Um, back in the day, spring practices was more of a, making sure everybody was on top of their P's and Q's, wasn't getting too out of shape sort of deal. But now, it, it, if they did, you know, a week in early March and then maybe did uh, an, uh, uh, two weeks with the scrimmage in April and then uh, more of a, you know, two more weeks in June, that, that, w- that would make more sense than just kind of throwing it, lumping it all together in March. Interesting take. I, I guess I'm pretty indifferent to the whole thing. Whatever makes everybody happy and doesn't get people hurt, I'm cool with. Yeah. Do you all ever Maybe wish? Is the big thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Do you all ever wish you could go back to your childhood? If so, what would you change if you could go back to the glory days? Uh, I'm safe to assume this is a Plumley Brotex. That's the most Plumley Brotex I've ever heard. Holy <laughs> um, well, you can't go back to your childhood. It's not possible, so it uh, doesn't really matter. If I could, probably not. Uh, I would probably miss my daughter too much for a nice little sappy answer for your Friday morning. Uh, and secondly, though, I was actually thinking that this week, it is my favorite week uh, in the sports calendar. And I do, Roush, uh, oftentimes during this week, I do fondly reminisce back to days of being over at our buddy's house. We would just play basketball. We, we, it, we'd watch tournament games. And then, like, during the breaks in between, like, the 7 and 9 o'clock games where you kind of get those 30-minute breaks, we'd go outside and we'd shoot hoops. And then we'd yeah. always end up shooting hoops or playing basketball longer. So we'd come back and it'd usually, like, be halftime of those games. And then we'd watch the finishes and the last-second shots and we'd play cards sometimes. And then once the games were over, go back outside, shoot hoops, play basketball ourselves. And we'd just do that for, like, three, four days straight. Uh, and it was just the best. So, yes, I, I do I do miss those days, but I don't think I'd go back to them if, if I had to choose. Isn't your birthday uh, tomorrow, TJ? Tomorrow is my birthday. Chris. Nice. Happy early birthday. I thought it Happy was. Happy prelated birthday. Thank you, Ralph. No, nothing ever bad has ever happened on March 11th. It's March 10th. Today, in this day in history, the world shut down during the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. That's when Rudy Gobert was touching all the microphones and doing silly things. And that today in history, tomorrow. Not not March 11th. Today, mostly just, or tomorrow, great day in human history. Definitely no Japanese tsunamis on that day either. I really do, uh, to the Plumbing Bros text and your point, a lot of it just comes down to playing sports outside with your pals. Because there's not... The, the, the same amount of, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just going to go, you know, play a game of 21, you know, uh, that, yep. that, that's that's probably what I miss the most. Or just going out and throwing the, the football across the yard. Get that sometimes, but it's not the same now. 
I got my yeah, answer. The, or go ahead, Scoots. The one thing I would change about my childhood, and I loved my childhood, it was phenomenal. I would love to go back tomorrow, absolutely, but I would drop baseball and I would pick up golf because I would be a lot better at golf right now. Would you though? So you you so that's what you would change. If Absolutely, you went back. yeah. I I give my parents grief about it all the time. Like, why did you all keep me in baseball and not take me out for golf? Well, you loved baseball. You you wanted to play it. Okay, well, I guess I can't give you all grief then. Yeah, that's true. You can't blame your parents for your what. You, I mean, you could have played golf if you wanted to. Yeah, but yeah, that that would be the one thing I would change because it would. I'd probably be in the seventies a couple times, and that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you'd maybe be able to shoot even on a part three course. Maybe. Another texter says, Roush, you're such a hater. LMAO. Let the boys be excited about baseball like most of America. You have old, old curmudgeon, get off my lawn, no ear, have an ass. Go Caps. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> Horrible wow. text. Horrible Jordan text in the show. Who wants to watch baseball right now? Nobody. Did he did. I love baseball. baseball at 7.53 a.m. If baseball was on at 7.53 a.m. every day, I'd probably watch Ooh. it most days. What about if it was at 7.53 p.m.? No, absolutely yep. not. Out, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm watching it tonight. I'm saying, although they do play, the USA, I think, plays Great Britain to, tomorrow at <laughs> 9.30. Great Britain that play baseball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we would be able to name anybody on their team. I'm sure we probably may. Well, I'm sure. No, I cannot name anybody on their team. <laughs> but I bet there's a recognizable name somewhere on their roster. I would have to imagine. Yeah, the USA should absolutely smack them down. But maybe in between the basketball games tomorrow, I'll flip it over to uh, to to the United States baseball game. I, the World Baseball Class again. I, I said it all yesterday. But I think it's cool. The the thing about you, TJ, that um, I appreciate is you're consistent. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. If it's played in an odd time, you're going to watch it. That's true. I'm a morning person. I love morning sports. I, I really that was that was a nice thing about Mountain Time. It was pretty cool with the games starting out there at like 10 a.m. most days, and uh, or being able to watch like a 9:30 game at 7:30, which was pretty sweet too. Quick so, update: you up. all you all don't know anybody on Great Britain's roster because I don't know anybody on Great Britain's roster, and you all didn't know uh, who Lance Lynn was so, yesterday. So if Scoot, I knew who Lance Lynn was. Roushton. If if, so if Scoots doesn't know, it doesn't mean I I know it. Exactly. Yeah, I know baseball better than you. I, I feel confident in saying that. Just what? Because you do Spear Show? No, because I just pay yeah. attention to baseball. I do a lot of DraftKings daily lineups. I'm pretty good at baseball. Why do you lie to me? No, you don't. You don't. You I don't. Do. You don't do that. I do. You're just lying. <laughs> I think you're just lying. You're lying to me, and you're lying to our listeners. I have, I have no reason to lie in this situation. Wow! Liar, liar, pants on fire. How'd you even hear that? You know you're having ass. <laughs> <laughs> that. So my wife, you know, my, my wife doesn't tune in a ton, but she thinks that's her favorite bit on this show is that I don't have ears. <laughs> Does she, she think you don't have ears? Well, because she'll, I don't think she ever noticed it until somebody pointed it out. And then now she'll see the pictures. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll get a, oh, nice ears, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ralph, She's do, you the joke. Sort, do you have any sort of itch just to drive down to Nashville tonight for the game? No, of course not. Not even. I. I really, 
I think if you want to get on me for being a curmudgeon, and it's not that I, but I, I really do long for the the Broadway of past because Broadway now it's still a fine time, and there are some places you can go that it isn't just honky tonk in your face. But losing your paradise parks of the world, like not having the the easily accessible hole in the wall on Broadway, is it's it it it. it you know, it, it makes me a little sad. I just, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the the new uh, corporatized. Everything's a four story honky tonk Nashville. I haven't been to, I haven't partied in Nashville since my bachelor party in, in eighteen. Yeah, so, it's, it's so much different now. I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, even then it was different than it was five. You know, it was different than it was five years before then. But now, if you looked at it from 10 years ago, which also before 2018, the last time I was in Nashville was 2013. So it seems like I'm on an every five-year trend that's going to get broken this year. But yeah, no, it, it's certainly different. They're going to need to do something like similar to the French Quarter, where at a certain time, they're just going to need to ban cars. That's the thing that I think is just a little bit different than like Broadway and Nashville than other entertainment areas is you just, like, it, there's just well, so much intermingling between traffic and people. It just always feels pretty unsafe. And well, this here's, is, here's I, the, very some good news for you, old. TJ. Are they shutting off cars on Broadway at a certain hour? <laughs> yeah, Fridays and Saturdays. That I, I don't know what time it is, but they're, they're shutting it down on the weekends now to try. That's good. They yeah. needed, they, they definitely yeah. needed to do that. I just remember, like, walking out of SEC tournaments, even before 2013, and just being like, there were cars left, right, everywhere, people, people everywhere. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you were in a car and you wanted to go a block, it was going to take you forever. If you were walking and you wanted to go a few blocks, the just even like it, that was going to take a while. Um, so I'm glad they're doing that. That's good. The one um, good thing they have added, though, uh, in the modernization of Broadway, is uh, the Assembly Food Hall. So if you're going down to the SEC tournament, it used to be a challenge sometimes to, to eat down there. Um, you know, Paradise Park was one of the, the few places you could rely on some late-night good eats. But Assembly Food Hall is right across from Bridgestone, and it's this enormous food court. They have tons of options there, so you don't have to get stuck waiting in line at one of those hot chicken places or something. Like, they have tons of options, plenty of seating, um, it's, it's that, that is a, a great addition. That was, that was much needed. Well, I do have the itch. I'm not going to act on it, but, uh, but like back in the day, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a bad trip. Just to drive down, drive back late night. Uh, but no, it's not, not in the car. I, 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 I got itch. there in 2015. It was, uh, somebody, my buddy's uncle. Said, hey, I got a extra spot in the room. You want to ride down with me? And I said, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and so got down oh, there Friday awesome. night around, uh, you know, 839. And I get, I don't even know if I was 21. I guess I would have been 21 by then. Yeah. So at least, yeah, you know, I, think- I could get into the establishments and stuff. But it was that was, that was a lot of fun. That Just sounds great. Not having to be like, oh, so I don't need a lot of money to be able to have a good time this week. Like, hell yeah. Let's do this. While I won't be there, I, uh, I'm jealous of the folks that will. You all are going to have a blast if you're not already having a lot of fun. 
I'm sure you all are going to make a lot of noise wearing your blue. We're going to talk more about the Cats versus Vandy tonight and just a potential UK SEC tournament run. We'll talk other conference tournaments and games. Scoots Hoosiers play tonight. A weird line for that Indiana game. We'll give you some betting picks as well. Make our predictions for the weekend for Selection Sunday. It is going to be an absolutely jam-packed final hour of the week for Kentucky Roll Call. So do not go anywhere. Keep texting into the Thornton's text line, and we'll be right back after this. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. one FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. Woohoo! We got a whole nother hour, too, of exciting action right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Roush, you think you're going to have any salsaritas this weekend? I hope so, because it is the perfect compliment for a busy day of sports watching. Having just the chips there handy, handy the wild addictive chips. The only problem is you just can't, you know, once you pop the fun, don't stop. can be a problem. It can be a major problem um, because you find out you end up just eating nothing but Wally addictive salsaritas chips for an entire day. They do catering. If you got anything going on this weekend, let them cater the St. Patrick's Day parade if you're in Louisville. You, pe- you're, you are going to go out. You're going to bring out your lawn chairs. You're going to watch the floats go by. And there's clowns, a lot of stuff for the kiddos. Have Salsaritas for you. It's the best thing you can go for, in my opinion. So check them out today. Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. St. Matthew's does not have a drive-thru, but it does have a beautiful covered patio, a great interior, and delicious, delicious blue Powerade. We love Salsaritas. We love basketball, too, Roush. Big fan of basketball. Um, There were some pretty good games on. Yesterday, uh, if I do say so myself, UNC uh, done. Yeah, done, what a bunch of losers! And Virginia didn't even have the one guy too, right? Um, uh, the big guy, Pendergrass or whatever, Vander Vanderpool, Van, Vanderplu, Vanderpool. Yeah, yeah, that's him. You got Vanderpump. it. Nailed yeah, nailed it. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's uh. North Carolina, just really bad. And ACC in general, really bad. Really bad stuff. I love that people were doing the blind resume. They were doing the blind resumes during the uh, Vandy game last night. And Pitt, which I believe Pitt was playing for a share of the regular season title. Uh, Vandy has a better NCAA tournament resume than Pitt. (laughs) Oh, man. The ACC, it, it just means less. So much less. Blake Forrest had a great chance to upset the number one overall seed in the ACC tournament. Uh, Duke, unfortunately, did route pit. 
So you get a semifinal today of Duke versus Miami and then Clemson versus Virginia. I was dead wrong about NC State and Clemson. I lost a decent amount of money on that game. That game Um, was close, TJ. And I I was, I got into multiple TVs because we got in kind of late. So I was just kind of flipping around and I, I hadn't checked in on the ACC tournament game in a while, and it was close. And then all of a sudden, I turn on, and Clemson's up 20. What the hell? They blew out NC State three times this year. They played three times. They blew them out in – they blew them out at Clemson. They blew them out at NC State, and they blew them out in the ACC tournament three times. And I thought NC State was kind of turning turning a different gear on. I think they're a pretty good team. I've seen them potentially as a first-round matchup. If UK is a six seed, NC State potentially being an 11. Maybe Clemson could end up being that 11 seed. Um, but that I was, I was wrong about that one. So you get the semis there. The Bill Self news. How about that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty nuts. And uh, we got the initial report, too, that it was a, a heart attack. But it's since just been exclusively described as an undisclosed illness, but that's, uh, it's keeping them out this week. And, you know, I, depending on severity, you don't know about the future. It does at least sound like he's all right, which is good. You know, <laughs> I'm glad that everything's okay with Bill Self, but as far as the future goes, yeah, you just, you don't know what to expect, um, for the Jayhawks this postseason. This may be kind of an insensitive question, but in games when coaches miss like this situation, does he get credit for the win since it's his team? Depends if you're Coach K or not, because Coach K will say, no, I won't take any credit for any of the losses. Um, but technically, yes, they all count on his record. Hmm. That, that, that was a famous uh, Coach K, like he had a really bad team in the 90s and then had to get back surgery. So they just lost like 20 games and he didn't take credit for any of them. Dork. Loser. They Kansas was despite the weird line, Kansas was able to win with relative ease. And you had some other higher seeds go down, though. Iowa State beat Baylor. TCU beat Kansas State, setting up for a Big 12 semifinal today. Iowa State, Kansas, TCU versus Texas, which should be a good group of games there Man, in the Big the, uh... 12. The one thing that I didn't, uh, I, I hadn't realized because I'm not paying as close attention, but Baylor is kind of like the Indiana of the Big 12 tournament. Scott Drew has never won a Big 12 tournament, which you would have thought over these 20 some odd years, they've been probably a top three, four seed in it about every other year. The fact that he's never won it, pretty crazy. Hey, you leave my team out of this, Roush, okay? Oh, yeah, because Indiana is so great at the Big Ten. They're going to win it this year. i got a feeling in my bones, I'm telling you. Well, let's head on over to the Big Ten. That is the night game that will not start at the same time as UK because the first game in – well, not the first game, but the first game in the afternoon or in the evening session starts at 6.30. So you probably actually will start at 9, Scoot. Sweet. Where UK is going to be closer to like 9.30, 9.40, which is annoying. But IU, it's a pick em with Maryland tonight. Oh, it's mm. down to a pick em now? It was minus one, I saw. Ra- Roush, it's not totally out of the question to have a Big Ten semifinal of Rutgers, Ohio State, 
Penn State, Maryland. What would you think about that? It would be very funny because Ohio State has been so bad all year long. They had a huge lead uh, the other night against Wisconsin, pretty much knocked them out of NCAA tournament contention. Same thing with Iowa. It would be very funny if because because we we didn't get hit over the head with it as much as we did last year. But the the Big Ten, it's so good. There's so much parity. Blah 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 blah. Would be so funny if just all of their quote unquote good teams lost. It'd be very funny. Texter was right earlier, Roush. You are a hater. I don't think it's impossible that that happens. Oh, I don't I either. Mean, I don't either. You could. You could also have like a Purdue, Michigan State, Northwestern, IU final. That would be more of the star power, I guess, in that conference. But yeah, it's uh, Scoots. Scoots is still confident, though. I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling good, especially if Indiana gets tonight's really the game I'm worried the most about. If if they get past Maryland, I think they will win. I don't want to say they'll cruise in this in their second game against Northwestern. But I just think the revenge factor, Indiana's lost to Northwestern twice this year. I think they come out with a vengeance in that one. And then you never know what will happen in the championship. Hopefully it's not Purdue for the same reasons I just gave you Northwestern. In the Pac-12 semifinals, so this is a, a late late game, but again, Kentucky's playing late as well. Oregon, UCLA, and then Arizona State, Arizona set to tip off around 11.30. So maybe after the Cats beat Vanderbilt, you can flip on over, watch the battle of the Arizonas there to end your evening. But uh, fun day yesterday. We get to do it all again today. And this time the Cats are involved, although very, very, very late. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, why doesn't the NCCA require conference tournaments to end on Saturday to make Selection Sunday easier for the committee? I think they mean the NCAA, not the NCCA, but it's a good question because I, TV, I, I, ratings, I don't deals. Exactly. Yeah, you need to have games played on that Sunday. Also, this, for one, I don't... It doesn't bother me as much now as it did back in whatever that was, 2017, 2018, because the bracket even opened up more for Kentucky than it would have been if they had been in that position as Texas A&M. But I just, I don't, the committee, it shouldn't be that difficult to watch four games and maybe move a couple teams around. It just shouldn't be. (laughs) So that's more of a them problem than it is a conference tournament problem. So I, I I like the way it is right now, where some things are staggered, because if we had them all jumbled up on Saturday, it just wouldn't it wouldn't create as good of a, a watching experience. If they did it on Saturday like that, they'd need to be timed out. Where you, you sorry, potential ACC, like you may have to play your championship game at four, or maybe the SEC, you got to play your championship game at four. It'd have to be like at noon, you get the American, two, you get another one, four, you get another one, six, you get another one, eight, you get another one, 10, you get closer to the Pac-12, and it'd just be like all-day conference championship games. That would be pretty cool. You'd obviously have a little bit of crossover and a little bit of layover, but it would feel a little bit like Thursday or Friday of 
the NCAA tournament, but for conference championship games. But I do like, I do like, I like, Roush, I agree with you. I do like the setup that they've got. I don't, I don't think the thing I just said would be bad. That would be a lot of fun too. I do like the setup that they have. Just count the games on Sunday. It's not hard. Count them. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if it's a quad one win for a team, it needs to be, right. uh, it needs to be taken into consideration just like a quad one win in November does. It needs to be added to the resume. And you can't convince me that like, that for now for some teams it doesn't matter i do understand that but there is a group of teams where an additional quad one win for one team would put them above multiple teams it would move them up uh, a decent amount so you can't tell me it doesn't matter and you can't tell me it's just a throwaway game and you can't tell me you don't have enough time to do it then make enough time then do the selection show a little bit later, like we talked about yesterday. Those games on Sunday need to count for something, and I do like having a few games on Sunday. Does the American Athletic Championship need to be at three thirty on Sunday? No, that's a little ridiculous. Move everything mm-hmm. up a little bit. Like you know, you can get them done right. where like after three o'clock, four o'clock, everybody switches over to golf for a little bit, or the World Baseball Classic if you feel so inclined. But they need to count and. Uh, the NCAA, for what it's worth, the selection committee, this shouldn't surprise anybody that ever pays attention to the things that they say. They, in the past, have said that Sunday games matter. Now, we all caught, caught on to their quote back in 2016 when UK beat A&M, and they were like, yeah, sorry, we didn't have enough time to really consider that win. We all catch on to the times that they say they don't matter, but they've also said that they do matter. That's the joke of the selection committee is that they just change the parameters every year. So, heck, maybe this year will matter. Who knows? Probably won't. And maybe they were just lying in the years past where they said that it does matter. But I just just figure it out. This is not something that should be difficult. And you should come out on Sunday, whoever the head of the selection committee is. It's not Mitch Barnhart anymore, right? I think he's still got a role, but he's not like the big one. He's not on the committee. He's not on the committee at all? Yeah, okay. I don't think so. Uh, well, whoever the guy is who comes out, or woman, but whoever it is that comes out, I think it's I think it's a guy though. You need to be like, hey, Sunday's games matter. Even even if you're lying, like you need to come out and be like, they they matter. That was a quad one win for so and so team that actually bumped them up a seed line. We had to scramble late because of that impressive win that so and so team had. Make those make just lie to us if it's not actually the truth, but actually make it the truth because it's it's like imagine just if. In December, Roush, they're like, oh, that game, that that game between two top ten teams doesn't matter. Doesn't We didn't consider it. We didn't have enough time to consider it. It'd be totally bogus. So, Cal- the, other, the other part of this, too, is just from a pragmatic standpoint, you know these host cities love having the Saturday-Sunday more than just ending on a Saturday night. From a, I mean, because if your team plays in the Saturday game, you're – Probably you go to state on Sunday, no matter what. That's twice as many teams. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's just for the the. I I just it feels it feels feels good where it's at right now. I also like when they do the thing, Scoots. You you don't know what this feeling is like, but when they do the selection show and they have the Big Ten team just watch it from Indy or Chicago, that's always a, a cool little little touch. God, you want to quit pooping on me and my team today, or no? Scoots, I'm I'm doing you a favor here, buddy. Unbelievable. I'm, just, I'm getting them. I'm getting. I know all the Hoosiers woke up early to listen to the Big X, and they're, I'm giving them motivation, fuel for their fire. I, I was hyped coming into the show. Now you've got me all downtrodden. Oh, you know buddy. that sucks for you, Scoots. You control your own mood. You control your own destiny. If you let Roush's words get to you, you're just a huge baby. Yeah, come on, Buckaroo, buck it up. 
Turn back, yeah, buddy. it's conference tournament Friday. The Hoosiers play tonight. You should be excited. Suck it, Roush. I'll talk to you, you on go. Sunday when the Hoosiers win it. Wow. Yeah. A texter says, great show today. Thank you. We did it. I don't know. That could also have not have been for us, but we did it. <laughs> no, We're it the best. Definitely for us. Glad to have you back, TJ, after a few days of Cal bashing radio. Wow. You all were bashing Cal? That's all it was, is Cal bashing radio. I don't think that's the case at all. Unbelievable. <laughs> a texter says, don't fall for the team that just won their conference tournament when filling out your bracket. Saw it with Iowa last year and Texas the COVID year. Well, see, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. The teams that you need to put far in your tournament are the teams that lose in like the semifinals of their conference tournament, like UK last year. Those are the teams that make the deep runs. <laughs> yeah. See, the point of that is being like they're. You, it's you, a crapshoot. It is, of course. You get teams that do it every which way. You get teams yeah. that have made great runs that make great runs into their to the NCAA tournament. You have teams that get upset that end up having great NCAA tournaments. It, when you've been doing this long enough, you're going to see it every which way. Uh, I, when Kentucky is playing a game, I want them to win. If they are wearing the jersey that says Kentucky on it and they're going to tip the ball up and they're going to keep score, then I'm going to want Kentucky to win. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of a crazy cat like that, if, 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 you, if you ask me. So I want Kentucky to have a good weekend. Now, if they don't, if they lose to Vandy tonight, I'll be disappointed. But I will be able to at least do a spin zone of like, okay, another week to get healthy. Three games in 43 hours are going to be tough for this group. It's all about Mar- It's all about the NCAA tournament anyways. It's all about that March Madness run anyways. So I, you can spin it that way, but I'm not, I, that's not what I want. If Kentucky, Kentucky should win the SEC tournament every single year. This is a year. Go win it. Love that. This is a year. <laughs> They've got more than everybody else combined. John Calipari's just behind Alabama with six himself. Alabama's got seven. So oh, if John Calipari can win this weekend, he'll have the second most SEC championships behind Kentucky. Sorry. Tournament championships, I should say. I mean, that's kind of that's the Tom Brady stat, right? He has more Super Bowls than any other team. So do it. You know, go out there and take care of business. Plus, 2018 is a long time. So you should make a run. It won't be the end of the world for me. Again, like I told you in hour one, when this team zigs, I'm going to probably start zagging with them just because that's how it's been for the most part. But <laughs> my expectations aren't all that high. So watch them go out there and just cruise to Sunday. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. A texture says, Cal so clearly feeds BS to the media on things like caring about the SEC tourney, players' injuries, X's and O's. It's really funny how mad it makes people. Even his comment about wanting mid-range shots the other day. Could it be the case that he would prefer rim looks and open threes but wants to give his players confidence to make mid-range shots? What a concept that would be. Yeah, Cal, yeah, for yeah, some folks, just, there's no winning with Calipari. There's just nothing yeah. he can say, do whatever. They're they're just they're out on him, and that's okay. Uh, but you you got to know that they're out on him, and you got to take their opinion with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I uh, just can't. You just can't take everything he like. He should. It should matter a little bit more, but I just I, I'm not going to do that with Cal because I'm just I'm wasting energy getting mad over something but in reality yes our mid-range mid-range jump shots are not as efficient but also this team is pretty good at them um i would say it's probably jacob toppin's strength it's probably antonio reeves's best shot in his game like 
Casey Wallace when he rises and fires. Like they're they're pretty good at him. Um, Oscar Shibwe, um, it's it's not your typical 2023 basketball, but it, it works pretty well for this team. Um, I think that the game when they struggled for them, it was more so about how they created those shots and less about and, and also they just missed all of them. They were very bad shooting that day, and sometimes that happens. Um, so I'm not gonna. I I do just hope that if Kentucky does flame out, it, you know, this team's likely going to end its season with a loss. I hope it's not in a fashion where they're just oh. miserable, like a miserable shooting performance. You know what I mean? Like I just because because like that sometimes it, it feels out of your control, and I I'm hoping that it's because they. They get beat, or you know, you know what I mean. Like I hope it because that Vanderbilt game that was that feels like as much of an outlier as is any performance all season long. I hope they don't get beat. Just to counter what you said, well, they will likely get beat. I would like for them to not get beat, but that's probably you know only one team wins their last game. Or yeah, I mean, but you, you did. We could pull the we could pull the audio of you saying, "I hope they get beat." I don't think it was. I hope they get beat. Oh, oh, because I had to go back. You're right. Scoots is going to get me. He's going to get you. You're going to get got, buddy. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You don't. You want it to be just another another team outplays you. You play well too. Similar. I mean, I was going to say similar to the 2017 game, but against UNC. But we always feel like we got. Well, we feel like it. We totally got hosed in that game. But like UNC was a good team. Kentucky was a good team. Unfortunately, the ref. So that's a horrible example. So I'm going to back away from that one almost instantly. But I get. I get. I get what you're throwing down. Uh, I, you know, offense for the most part hasn't been the issue for this team. Yes. When it comes to shooting, I, I don't, I, I dislike a missed mid-range shot as much as I dislike a missed open three. I dislike a missed mid-range shot as much as I mi- like a missed elbow jumper. I, if it goes in, I'm all for it. If it doesn't go in, I'm not. I think you're right that there are a lot of players on this team where their strength is in the mid-range, and also. Sometimes you just got to take what a defense gives you. And if that shot's open and they're, that's just where you can catch the ball and release it, then then go for it. Let, let it rip. And they've got a lot of players that can knock them down. So I don't have any issues with that. Well, my, my big, I think the overall thing I have, TJ, is there are some macro issues, some big picture stuff, but I'm not going to get all flustered after every single game on big picture stuff because this team is what it is. They are who they are. You can't uh, try to change your identity in March to, like, we're going to shoot threes and layups all the time. It's like, uh, no, that's not what this team is. Um, you So, like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of their big picture issues right now when that's stuff that needs to be dressed uh, in the offseason. And I'm sure we will talk about it at length, ad nauseum, like we always do here in the Big Blue Nation. woo Hey, Scoots, Otani up to bat, bases juiced. Grand Slam coming right up. Everybody in Japan, ninety-eight percent of people in Japan are on their like have their phones out recording this moment. He must just be like bigger than a superstar there. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! He's he's probably bigger over there than LeBron is here. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron's got plenty of haters here, though. That's Maybe true. is there? Oh, Tony probably doesn't have any haters. I doubt he yeah. does in Japan. Remember when um, was it Matsuyama won the Masters and he instantly became like that? That was very much a life changing 
sort of deal for him where he's all of a sudden, you know, top five athlete and Japanese history sort of deal. It's, it's like him. Uh, what was it? No, what, what's the tennis player? It's always in the headlines. People get all fired up. Uh, Naomi o- Osaka. Is this Osaka. Yeah, yes, Osaka. correct. Yeah. That was yeah, a, uh, up there, but o- Otani probably best Japanese athlete ever. I would think so. I would think so. I always do wonder, like, well, I guess the answer to the question is probably no, because it does happen here in America. Like when superstars in other countries go to play in like American leagues, do they, do people in their home country get mad about that? Like, you know, stay home and play for the, one of the Japanese baseball teams. They, the, by the way, the Japanese baseball leagues, their atmospheres look a lot more electric than the yeah, USA. Yeah. Um, but uh, but in America, you have soccer players that go, and no, it, we don't care. Like It doesn't really matter to us. I'm sure it's probably a similar boat there. Okay, let's uh, read another text. 502-414-1450. Or we could go to our final break. Or we're going to read a text. A beard announcement feels like it'll be a pre-bracket release news drop on Sunday. Get Ole Miss in the news. Get them talking about it. Well, their season's officially come to a close, so... I, I maybe Texer, you could be totally right about that, but I, I bet it'll be before well, you get you a radio get on Monday. Or is, is it is it like the Friday news dump where you don't it, it kind of gets buried underneath the bracket? You're saying you maybe you don't want the the coverage, right? Right, because you don't you don't want the backlash. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe. Um, but I bet by the time we do the show on Monday, Chris Beard's the, the coach at Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That's I'm just a guess. All right, Roush, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back one final segment of the week. We'll make a ton of predictions. We'll read a ton of texts, and we'll have a ton of fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker. Roll Call. Now we be playing Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96. That's been a heck of a week. Short week for for me, which has been nice. But heck of a week, fun week, and we get to do it mostly all again next week with the NCAA tournament, which the Cats will be included in the field. There were some, some hairy moments at times during the season, but UK really has turned it up lately. Despite injuries, and there's been plenty of them, they seem to be playing its best basketball at the most important time of the year. But they're going, if there has been a hiccup, it was the Vanderbilt game, and they get to play that team again this evening. We talked about it in hour one. We are anticipating Cason Wallace to play. I may be a little less confident than others, but I do think we see him. Uh, that's good. C.J. Frederick hopefully able to give it a go like he has the last couple games. And then Wheeler, while it seems like he actually is getting a little bit closer, 
I don't think we'll see him this week. Maybe next week, though. Maybe you start your NCAA tournament run actually having a backup point guard, a point guard who's led the NCAA in assists the last two seasons. But it all gets underway tonight, probably around 9.30 most likely. Let's hope that that A&M-Arkansas game goes by quickly, although it will not. Knowing both those teams, it is going to be a total and complete foul fest. And uh, I won't be shocked if UK is not actually starting till closer to 10 o'clock tonight, Roush. But uh, I'll be up for it. I'll be excited for it. I don't mind the late ones, especially on a Friday night. No, no, no. It might be um, – I am a little worried, though, by halftime might be feeling a little saucy, you know, and get and get, a, get away from itself. Probably going to do a fish fry beforehand. So, you know, that that's a great combination, too, the fish fry beers with the conference championship beers. So. Oh man, I'm excited. Gonna be a great. It's day. fun. It's the fun. hard yeah. part is I'm gonna be the. It's it's the the getting to there right. Like luckily we at least have games starting at noon to to help us get there. Because man, that the it it seems like the day slows to a crawl at times um, when you're waiting for the cats to play. Yeah, you're totally right. But if there is a day, if there is like a time that it's a little bit easier, probably a day like today. We get basketball starting at noon. We'll have some sort of basketball on as long as we as we need it. Uh, I've got to work, so I'll be working a little bit too. So I'm uh, maybe a little bit happy that UK is not playing at, at one if they were the one seed. Or uh, I hopefully will have most things wrapped up by 3.30 or 4 today if I'm lucky. But And then be able to just enjoy the basketball. But it's going to be a long wait. And for the folks that are partying, whether in Nashville or wherever, pace yourself or don't. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Go Cats. Let's get back to the Thornton's text Um, on 502-414-1450. Wanted to bring up um, a couple little quick hitters. Um, Shout out to Leah Macy, the Mercy forward, who had 37-21 and last night to help the, the Jags upset. Uh, Cooper, Connor, Collins, one of those C teams. I get them all mixed up. But uh, big win at Rupp in the girls' Sweet 16. Uh, unfortunately, though, they did lose their point guard for the tournament. So that's going to be tough for them. But uh, I know Big Blue Drew's excited. Uh, he was at the game. So we, we were chit-chatting in a little bit about it last night. So um, we'll have a new uh, girls' state champion by the time we get back on Monday. Um, and we also... We've got a couple a couple of gals racing this weekend, too. Clary Air, Secret Oaks, Kentucky Oaks. Oaks rematch down at the Azarian, Arkansas. So if you want to bet some ponies uh, there or the Tampa Bay Derby, some some big horse races this weekend that, uh, you know, I'll take a little break and sprinkle on. I, Scoots, I did. I just had the few days at my in-laws where I can bet from my phone. And my God, it is it's just it, it makes me so mad that I don't have that luxury now, especially with college basketball, because at least football, I have a lot of time to kind of think out lines. To not be able to just pull out my phone and make a quick bet is is so damn frustrating. And it just it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. That was I was spoiled there for a few days. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Got you spoiled. Oh man, especially with the fun parlays, because they don't hit but if they do you know five dollars can turn into 150 with you know betting a couple games against the spread and a bunch of big money on guys so uh, mississippi state ruined that for me yesterday but that it's just fun and i you don't you don't get to do the the fun little big bets 
um, like you typically would. And you don't get to live bet because, man, some of the live betting, that's where you get one of these big upper seeds. It gets close there for a minute. It just, ugh. No, I don't know. I think Damon Thayer may have had it figured out. When I was live betting in Colorado, I was losing my face off. I could not get, I could not, I could not hit one. Now, of course, I was doing some emotional hedges with Kentucky, so maybe that played a role in it a little bit. But I, I was, I was doing horribly. I at least was able to hit Arkansas yesterday against Auburn. Last minute, I was like, I know Arkansas is going to win this game, but knowing how my luck's been lately, I, I'm just going to go money line. It was like a difference in 60 bucks on money line versus betting straight up with the amount that I was betting. And so I was like, I'm just going to go money line. And I'm happy I did. I would have pushed if I would have done the three yeah. points. I got that. But then I did lose the NC State bet. So I'm still cold. But that's what today is for. And maybe I'm just getting all the losses out of the way before just an absolutely dominant, insane NCAA March Madness run, potentially. So It was funny because uh, the folks down in Nashville, they they get to use legalized wagering. And uh, our, our boy Drew Franklin said uh, he, 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 he jinxy-catted himself with the Arkansas. Um, like, I, I forget his exact words, but, like, when is – I thought this was supposed to be difficult. And then, you know, Arkansas doesn't cover. Uh, so that was tough. Did you like the play that Bruce Pearl drew up? That was, was I haven't seen too many plays like that where you throw it over the top at the rim to get a three-point shot. That was, that was bizarre. But it almost worked. Yeah, I, you had to kind of get creative there a little bit. But I, I was fine. I was fine with it. Um, I was kind of hoping. I wanted to win my bet, so I was happy about that. But. I do. If Auburn could have, I think Auburn was the easiest semifinal opponent Kentucky could have played, and they're gone, yeah. so that, that stinks. So if Kentucky can beat Vanderbilt tonight, I think they're locked into a tough Saturday game regardless. But all right, it's a, another chance for a good win. It's another chance for a resume booster. And it's two teams that you've beaten. So it's two teams. Mm-hmm. You, you, pretty much to get to the championship, Kentucky needs to beat teams that it has beaten. Now, of course, you could play two teams that you've also lost to, but I'm going to take the more positive outlook there in that regard. Georgetown fired Patrick Ewing. I don't think we've mentioned that today. You could potentially have Rick Pitino's name thrown around for the Georgetown Mm -hmm. job. Uh, St. John's, their run has come to an end. Their season, I think, most likely has come to an end. I don't think they'll go to the NIT. Uh, But what are they going to do with Mike Anderson? A lot of smoke for Patino there. Um, if I'm, if I was putting odds on where I think Patino's the coach next, St. John's would be, would be where I'm putting my dollar bills. But they don't have an opening right now. Georgetown does. Hmm. But the coaching carousel is great. College basketball, ah, I love it. It doesn't get as much attention as other sports, and I get that maybe I'm in the minority in loving it as much as I do. Oh, by the way, California fired Mark, Mark Fox too. Oh my I gosh! I I saw his his record after four years was something like thirty eight and eighty seven. Huh? I just think it's I, I think it's impossible to win at that place. They're the I, one Power Five team with the worst record than U of L this year. Woohoo! Uh, you did it. Turns out Mark Fox and Devin Askew not a winning combination. Well, Devin Askew got hurt, uh, and he was he was playing out. He was okay uh, on a terrible, 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 terrible so team. Bad. Hey, you know, 
people people really were gung ho about all this stuff. But Devin Askew, he was on a terrible team. He got hurt. He actually was doing okay. Keon Brooks put up great numbers, but guess what? Washington season is done. I mean, maybe they go to the CBI. I don't think they're an NIT team, but I think who, who knows? They're not going to the NCAA tournament. I do know that. And then Bryce Hopkins and Providence, they have just come to like a screeching halt on the season. They were flying high. They get eliminated by UConn in a game that was a tough game, and they, they fought hard. I still think Providence could win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. But they were looking at one point like a two-seed, three-seed, four-seed. Yeah. Now they're back in like eight, nine, ten range, um, and they're going to be a tough matchup for somebody. But Bryce Hopkins still playing well. But again, all teams that are going to be either not in the NCAA tournament or seeded worse than – Worse than Kentucky. People really cared about that stuff when UK was struggling. I don't hear so much about it anymore, though, Roush. No, no, you do not. Um, you, you don't hear about it more. It's Interesting really how that works. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we can start the Devin Askew to Louisville. They need some guards to transfer there. Remember when they? Yeah, that was so that was such a silly time in history. They were like, Devin Askew reached out to Louisville. How embarrassing! And then Louisville just doesn't have any guards on their roster. Man, so they uh, how the turntables? How the turntable? I know every, other, every other player said no to U of L for like two years straight. That like all guards were like, no, thank you. I'm out. Yeah, we're good. Uh, not interested. But we uh, had the last lap at Devin Askew. I noticed Rick Stainsbury still has a job, too. Um, which Oh, they got crushed yesterday. Rick Patino to Bowling Green? <laughs> Be huh? close to the Kentucky Derby. Huh? Yeah. Iona, they're, they're still battling. Uh, in, in what conference is it, Roush? The Mac. The Mac. Yes, that's correct. And if they whoever wins the game tonight will be playing a team with a losing record in their conference championship game, which basically just tells you 16 seed, potentially. Mm-hmm. Of course, St. Peter's is still alive, and last year they were a 15 seed. But uh, I feel good about Iona making the NCAA tournament, especially if they can win tonight. And the Mac, uh, Mac semis, they should be good to, to rock and roll. They take on Niagara, which I think uh, – Paulus is the coach at Niagara. Greg Paulus, no, you remember him? Um, you're thinking of the Falls. He he was a he was a one time U of L assistant. He wanted to like get dinner with me when he was U of L assistant. I was like, how do you know who who? How do, we've never talked. Like, how do you know who I am? He was very nice though. He was very friendly. We did not go get dinner or lunch or whatever he wanted to do. But he did get the head coaching job at Niagara, I believe. So yeah. Um... Got his autograph at the Derby City Classic in, like, what was that, 2005, probably? I- Iona's going to cruise tonight. Um, take that to the bank. I wonder what seed yeah. Iona's going to get. So let's say they win their next two. They're going to be 27 and 7. I would say probably like a, 13, 14? Uh, 14, yeah. Play a three seed in the opening round. I could see a, yeah, gosh. What would you rather be? Would you rather Kentucky be a six seed and you play one of the last teams in the tournament? Uh, most likely a power conference team, a Wisconsin type, somewhere in that ballpark, or would you rather be a five seed and where at that point you're probably going to be playing a conference champion? I like the the six eleven is so unusual because I don't I don't know if Kentucky has ever been, I mean have they ever been a six seed right like it's it's just so different 
Um, I, I would prefer that. Now, can the team get hot in the first four and keep going? You, you run the risk of that. But I would rather uh, a bad Power 5 team that's kind of clinging to get into the tournament versus a conference champion from a mid-major. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. There's there's some mid-major champions that I'd rather play them versus some, some Power 5 last-in teams, and then there's some Power 5 last-in teams that I'd rather play than it, – like, it – it just depends. It's a roll of the dice, really. Uh, I think there's some Power 5 last team in teams that can beat Kentucky, and I think there's some that UK would absolutely cruise against. And I think there's maybe some mid-major championship teams that could really give Kentucky a game, and you'd hope that they're in UK's in it mentally and, and ready to be prepared. But uh, it, there's, it just it's a flip of the coin. You never really know what you're going to get there. Uh, I, I think I'd rather be... It just depends on the draw. It just depends on the team. I don't even know if I can answer it. Um, All right. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, was there anyone who actually thought Kaysen wouldn't play this weekend? I'm still not 100% convinced he plays for what it's worth. I think he does, but I'm not 100% convinced. Yeah, I I thought it was – yeah, the way the season's gone, yes, you could count me in as the – I'm not sure bunch <laughs> i'm like 70 percent that he plays that's i think number. he's gonna play today though I'm, I'm i'm feeling good now earlier on the week though i didn't know gosh the war just the last thing we need is him to like tweak it again or something like that that'd be horrible now because now it's like any injury it may be the last time you see him in a kentucky jersey type injury so we don't want that and there's still a little part of me that's like, maybe you just keep him out. Make sure he's 100% healthy for the <laughs> NCAA tournament because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Right, a texture right. says, have you all considered watering down your content and stretching it as far as it'll possibly go and putting it behind a paywall, KRC Plus? Uh, uh, we, did a pa- we did a Patreon. I had fun with that. Yeah, suck it, Texture. Uh, all the people who just like are mad that you have to pay for things just pisses me off. It's like suck it like media is not a lucrative industry okay i wish it were uh tj can attest to its lack of lucrativeness in this it's not so uh if people are entertaining you seven days a week then and they ask for a little bit of money don't have to wet your diaper over it my god you also don't have to pay for it if you don't want to I totally agree that if you like something you should be willing to pay for it a little bit and there's a lot of stuff we get in this world for free-ish, quote-unquote, like this radio show. People get to listen to this radio show for free, and we hope that you uh, patronize our sponsors and go go there and buy stuff and use our promo codes and all that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, in that way, maybe not so much free. But that's why I wouldn't bash the paywall model. And some people did bash the paywall model, and that's why I think some people have fun with kind of poking fun yeah. At people that now do the paywall model, but I the pay. I mean, yes, if you like something, you should pay for it. And your Roush, listen to what Roush was saying. He's one hundred percent correct about like it's it's a kind of difficult business. There's a lot of fun that goes into it, but there's not a lot of money that goes into it. So um, the fact that I, and I, I like message boards too. I think message boards are cool. I'm glad that you get more options with that. So uh, I've been I, I've liked what I've seen from KSR Plus. 
The uh, the one stuff that's really nice too, because I'm not great at it, is uh, the amount of football recruits that uh, Jacob Polachek talked to. Kentucky's recruiting a guy that is plans on playing baseball and football at the next level, but like a six foot five linebacker that's a top three hundred guy. He was on campus this week. They also had a kid they offered who just picked up football, six foot seven, three hundred pound former hockey player. Oh. He, he he played hockey. Up in Connecticut, just picked up football, and Kentucky is like his fourth Power Five offer. So there's a lot of stuff that kind of, especially in that, where it kind of goes under, it goes uncovered because there's just so much happening right now. So that's why I'm glad Jacob's around to keep it, keep tabs on things. More content, better. If you're a UK nut like ourselves, and if you're listening to the show, you probably are to some degree, I would imagine. Good morning. Happy game day, fellas. Alex from Colga here. Hey, Alex. I come to you today in search of a parental and adult child advice. Last night, my father and I got into a spirited discussion about cow where my dad, a 56-year-old man, wet his diaper and said, I don't care if that POS cow wins number nine this year. I still want him gone. <laughs> now I'm left fearing that I will be this irrational when I'm 56. If I do, get this bad hopefully y'all are still doing this and show in year 25 and we are knocking on title number 13 and you all can talk me off the ledge cats by 90 today uh, the older generation doesn't seem to be huge on cal and I, I i don't totally understand it i think it's partially just because they their their fun era and they're like their glory years were during the Patino years and there was always this rift between Patino and cal so i feel like part of them picked the Patino Cal or the Patino UK yep. years versus the Cal UK years, and that's where the divide is. But there is, there's an older group, Alex from Colga, that that don't uh, that aren't crazy about the guy. Yeah, and but you're you're gonna we're all gonna have some irrational takes when we get older. Like Scoot saying he could shoot even on a par three. I mean, he's yeah. already coming up with them. Yeah, three it's over. senile stuff. Senile stuff. And secondly, um, I think. Part of it, a lot of it comes back to when the team kneeled and people just put all that on Cal and they're not gonna they're not gonna let that stuff go. There's a great, maybe I don't know if your dad falls in, in either one of those categories, but uh, there are people that do. Please do that, but you love basketball voice again, Justin. Hell, maybe even make it a drop. Classic. Is that your mom, dad, or a combo of the two that you were impersonating there? Combo for sure, yeah. Can we hear it again? I don't I don't even remember what I did. But you like baseball. baseball. <laughs> One more time. Sounds like more like my mom. But you like baseball. <laughs> what does your German uh, grandmother sound like? A very thick German accent that I cannot impersonate. Oh, come on. You can give it a shot, though. I'm sure you could give it the old college try. Um, oh, Justin, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Felt like... Um, in the third right there. Uh, the old lady, I love some morning sports. The old lady and I love some morning sports, too. When the game gets going that early, she's always ready to catch some action. My MVP. Woohoo! Roll call. Ew. Gross. Yeah. Um, you, you, you glossed over a few. Any bets tonight, anybody? Any locks? I don't, I don't have any locks yet. Uh, oh, I did gloss over a few. No, I don't. We've been, we're running out of time. So, no. Yeah. Um, no bets. Yeah. We'll tw- tweet at us. We'll let you know. Um, the deputy said that UofL has a yearly basketball recruiting nil budget of $2 million. Does that sound right? Um, well, if it was last year, they didn't do a good job using it. Um, but that's, Wasting money, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that sounds John right. Here, John here, TJ, I'm 
TGIF, my friends. Happy Friday morning to all. Well, do we really need both those sentences, John? Heck yeah, the Cats should have this game in the bag, especially since we have reports on the team looking like they'll be at full strength. I have the Cats winning by 17 points. Wallace will be the MVP. Starting tonight, we'll see a new level of the Cats that includes consistency of dominance. Hey, when the Cats win the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament, I believe Coach Cal should win Coach of the Year. Do you all agree? Well, y'all have a great weekend. I know I will, all the basketball action. Plus, I'm going to see the movie Champion with Woody Harrelson. Man, I love basketball. I love our Cats, we got to go talk to you later. Love the enthusiasm, John. A 17-point win tonight would be absolutely huge. And uh, I don't think he's going to win Coach of the Year even if UK wins nope. the championship. Please do that. Oh, we did that one. Um, fellas, did you see our good buddy Stivers in the Senate say he's still ambivalent? Ambivalent. Ambivalent. To the sports betting. Have a good read. Have a good read of the Courier article if you want the heads to explode. I swear sometimes I think dictatorship would be better than this idiocracy. <laughs> I, I have not. I've been behind on that stuff. I'll, I'll need to catch up on the Stivers. Uh, just goofiness. He That dude. John here again. John, come on. I just thought in case I forgot to wish you happy birthday, TJ. You're a cool guy, my friend. Also had another question. What will the Cats NBA NCAA seeding be if they win the SEC tournament? What would it be if they do not win the SEC tournament? I think there'll be a four if they win the SEC yeah, tournament. I think yeah. there'll be a six if they don't. And then maybe yeah. some wins could determine that. Maybe a five somewhere in there. Yeah. Probably an unpopular opinion, but I think the most of the brackets should be set before the conference tournaments take place, and the results of those tournaments should be used as tiebreakers as tough bracketing decisions. Never saw the wisdom in undoing four months of basketball over three days i do kind of agree with your sentiment but like again a quad one win matters like these teams are very evenly matched up in their resumes so one quad one win can matter now your idea of if you just said before like conference tournaments do not matter for seeding your body of work is during the regular season this is only for teams that can get in and what did that texture say tiebreakers yeah <laughs> I don't really know what a tiebreaker would be, but like sure. If they're, if, if they're close and, you know, you, you have X amount of four and five seeds, you use the conference tournament to slide them up accordingly sort of deal. Uh, somebody sent in the, the renovation plans for Memorial Coliseum. Another person oh, says, you all are, are you all, have you all seen the documentary and the disappearing Malaysian plane on Netflix? It will blow your mind. Uh, not Kyle Tucker was a big fan of that. All right, let's do predictions for tonight. We'll have to tweet out our MVPs. Uh, I think Kentucky wins tonight but loses tomorrow and ends up a six seed in the NCAA tournament. I think they win tonight and cover uh, by win by 11 points, and then they make it to the SEC championship game and lose a close one to Alabama. They win tonight, do not cover. Give me a six-point win for the Cats. 71-65. Are you going to tell me seeds? I, I, we're all over. Yeah, place. yeah. I, I think it's going to be a six seed. I too am in six seed camp. I'm I'm feeling six. Oh, six, six, six. Oh, that's not good. Okay, uh, give, five me five. No, give me five. No, give me give me five. Oh, now we got five, six, five, five, six. Yeah, we're out of time. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Cats. Monday show is going to be absolutely colossal. Do not Ooh. miss it. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Enjoy it all, Radio. Oh, go. Okay.